listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. And today, we are talking about uh, s- some some of that outdoor adventuring gear. Um, I feel like we need to be better prepared. Yeah. What did you say before the start of the podcast? Jay? My scoutmaster always told me to be prepared. There you go. So the world um, is always kind of crazy, but it seems like uh, more recently it's gotten crazier. There's all the you hear about all the rioting. You hear about um, you know natural disasters, the hurricane down down south that that did a lot of damage in Louisiana and Texas and stuff. Is there? Yeah. The add to that the wildfires. Wildfires. There's always, I mean, randomly there are hurricanes, or not hurricanes, earthquakes and stuff like that. So here in Utah, we tend to be protected from tornadoes, from hurricanes. Unless you're at OR. Right. Yeah. Right. Except that one year. Um, But we had one tornado one time that made huge news in Utah, and it's probably like the weakest tornado on record in the Midwest or something like um, that. I have a house by where I live near where I live um, and a tornado took it out it's like a block it's like up three blocks from my house took out the house that was only like three years ago right yeah three or four years ago yeah mm-hmm. took it out and so they rebuilt it and uh, a tornado yeah you don't what in the terrace yeah. yeah how yeah. did it it like skipped over my house it was great <laughs> it was great <laughs> suckers yeah. there's like a stone um, you know how like you can do you can like in engrave a stone or whatever and it says like um, it has it says like two thousand whatever tornado, whatever rebuild on it. Like it says that on the stone out in front of their house, because uh-huh. that house like you can tell the facade and everything is different from all the other houses that were built in the fifties at the same time. And, uh, <laughs> and it's yeah, because it's new. But they didn't like it's not a monstrosity or anything. It sort of fits in. But you're like yeah, that's a little different. Well, how's that? Why is that one new? Because the tornado took that guy out. Huh. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I didn't. Uh, how did I not remember that? I must have been sleeping. I remember that day. I was at Slackwater, and I'm all this does. Well, I was. At Sl- we were recording the Ignite Door Adventure Show podcast, and uh, Todd. We looked up at the sky, and the clouds were moving in a circular motion. And Todd's like, "I've seen these clouds before." Well, Todd grew up in Kansas. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, "That's not." If Todd says that, that is not good. <laughs> yeah. um, and so. Uh, I drove to the terrace right after, and it was just when live streaming started coming to thing. And I tried to live stream, but like the service wasn't good. And I was trying to live stream the terrace. I'm like, yeah, dude, these houses were hit, and this one's gone. Like, not even here anymore. Wow, that's crazy. Anyway, but it's super rare. Yeah, it's rare. That's like a once a decade 
at the most type thing here in Utah. So we're, we tend to be protected from hurricanes, from tornadoes, from a lot of those types of things. What we get is the snowstorms, and they're not quite the same snowstorms as like the nor'easters that they get up in the northeast. Um, <laughs> but they... Uh, <laughs> but but for example <laughs> for example the last uh, Thanksgiving at my house I woke up to uh, 20 inches of snow and it continued to snow through the weekend and we ended oh up oh my getting, gosh that was the worst storm we ended, everywhere we got 50, 50 inches of snow in that storm that week from Thanksgiving I, that storm made me go get Thursday. tires on my car I'm like this is ridiculous me too yeah I uh and everybody else because the Schwab was like freaking slammed. yeah it it was bad because I I so I got at the time I had a Land Rover and and somewhat bald tires and I get snowed into the into the house pretty much I've got 50 inches of snow out and I I could still drive around I, I could get around I had just enough traction but um, one night I'm driving home and I'm driving up over North Ogden Divide and I'm coming down the Liberty side and I slid off the road into the, into the railing and I'm like skidding along the railing trying to get back on the road and every time I try to pull on the road I just slide back off. In your Land Rover? In the Land Rover. Because my tires were, didn't have enough traction, they were almost bald. And at a certain point the railing ended and I was like facing like just feet from going over the edge and down you know you don't want to go down that down that's, 800 yeah, that's like 800 feet into the valley below so um i'm trying to pull on and i, I every time i try to pull on i slide a little further to the edge and, and pretty soon i'm just like okay th- that tires a foot from the edge of going over and uh i'm not moving anywhere and then a big truck came with brand new knobby tires and and he pulled me back onto the road. And uh, then, like, I pulled back onto the road and got to the far end right next to the mountain. Wait. Did that hurt the ego a little? It, it did. Okay. It hurt a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I felt I felt really stupid. I was like, I had my tow rope and I had shovels and I had everything I needed, snow boots and everything I needed to dig myself out. But I was still so embarrassed that my car slid off because it's a Land Rover. It should, shouldn't do that, right? I slid down the top of Hatter Mountain though in like the year's first snowstorm yeah because my tires weren't the right kind of tires right and it doesn't matter right you just slide down the hill right and this guy in a Toyota passed me and looked at me and gave me that look like you're an idiot and I'm like I know so just, just keep going and <laughs> you and your fancy vehicle yeah. <laughs> yeah so anyway the guy pulled me on and I got down the mountain but after that I was so shaken up because I was like oh I almost I almost went over the edge multiple times and uh, that next day, I drove to Discount Tire or something like that and, and bought some tires. But I sat there for four hours waiting for everybody else to get their tires <laughs> before I could get mine. And uh, anyway, that was uh, that's, that's those are the types of things that we get. But we also get earthquakes here in Utah. We're right on a fault. And uh, we had a small earthquake in the spring that uh, that woke Brandon up. Or at least that was not a small he felt. Yeah, that thing was freaking huge. Well, when that, people from California are like, that was huge. It was big. I, was it? It woke yeah. me right up. Okay, so the problem is, is I that I was awake actually. I live on the other side of the mountain. Yeah, y- yeah. I didn't feel a thing. Well, I, that's not true. I felt it, and I said, and my wife said, 
what's that? And we were thinking maybe a big truck drove by or something, well, that's and what it kind of shook our house. My house is close to a UTA path, and every time the UTA truck drives by, my house shakes. Yeah. So the house shook per normal, but then it didn't stop, and I'm like, what the? Is that like a big old construction truck driving by? Like, what is that? And then I'm like, that's an earthquake. Like, it just kept going. It was, I mean, it was so long that I had time to think about it, and then I was like, uh, grab the kids, go downstairs. I don't know what to do. And then, I mean, but it was long enough. So we have to be prepared for these natural disasters. Right. So it was a, a 5.7. 5.7. Yeah. Up so there. that's pretty small. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But a 5.7. So we had a 5.7. I was, I was sitting at my house. I think I was sitting on my bed talking to my wife and, and we heard the, shower doors shaking a little bit kind of clanging back and forth my wife said what is that i said uh that's an earthquake but it was like so slight for us but we're on the other side of the mountain but it's so slight for us that we're just like oh that was no big deal and then i start seeing all these pictures on social media of people's houses with like all their stuff that, that had fallen off their shelves and there was one house where the fridge had tipped over or something like that and i'm thinking whoa I missed all the fun, or not fun, but (laughs) but anyway. So every every place, everywhere you live. I mean, if you're near the ocean, you've got hurricanes, you got tsunamis. If you're near a fault line, which most people are, uh, one or the other, you've got earthquakes. If you're in the Midwest, you got tornadoes. If you're in uh, uh, anyway, just no matter where you are, you're dealing with some sort of a natural disaster. And now, add on top of that, we've got unrest all over the world, but here in the U.S., this is kind of weird to us. I mean, we talk about the 60s, like that was crazy because there was some rioting in the 60s, but we really just haven't had much unrest in the U.S. until now. And now, every single day, you're hearing about um, shootings and, and buildings being lit on fire, businesses destroyed, all this crazy stuff. That just adds to the to the reasons to why it's prudent to be prepared to just have a plan and have some extra supplies and stuff like that. You're talking like a bug out bag? Sure. Um, I mean, extra food on hand, extra water on hand, some way to, uh, to, you know, filter water. If an earthquake happened and you didn't have access to, to your clean drinking water, some way to filter water, um, some extra food. If, you know, if an earthquake happened or, I mean, even just COVID-19 happens and people freak out. And the sp- I did not have extra toilet paper on hand. And this, I mean, I always run like I'm on the edge at all times <laughs> for some reason yeah. in our house with, with toilet paper. We were not prepared for COVID TV yeah. outage 2020. Yeah, we were. We had extra. And, he uh, was because he bought it all. <laughs> yeah, the moment I heard about it, I ran to the store and I cleaned them out. It's so interesting that that was the just, to go. I'm just kidding. Just yeah. for anybody listening... I'm just kidding. I don't. I know. Um, Yeah, it was kind of crazy. It was nutty. But but the thing that was crazy to me is that happens and we're out of toilet paper, but also the store shelves were wiped out of the normal essentials. You couldn't find. You can't find canned peas. Yeah. You you know things have gone downhill. Yeah. No one one likes. No one likes canned peas, right? (laughs) Well, and that's the problem. As I went to the store and. All that was left was the canned peas. So we've got a bunch of canned peas now that we won't ever eat because they're gross. But uh, anyway, just you just need to, 
I, I think plan ahead and be prepared. And, you know, if you're in the U.S., I don't think things are going to be uh, too normal until after the election. There's just so much nuttiness in, in our world right now and in our country right now leading up to the election that it, it might be a good idea. I I personally believe that it's a very good idea to just plan ahead a little bit, get some extra food, get some extra supplies on hand. And, and the cool thing for me, being an avid backpacker, being an avid outdoors person, is that all the gear that I like to use to go into the mountains is actually the same gear that I need for emergency preparedness stuff. So I've got a water filter, I've got a stove and some extra fuel, I've got some extra freeze-dried food, for example, that'll last 30 years if I never eat it. But I've got it on hand just in is case. It, how long does freeze-dried last? Um, it, it depends on the brand, but anywhere from about 10 to 30 years. I mean, if you get like the number 10 cans of yeah. freeze-dried food, those will last 30 years. Some of the bagged stuff will last up to 30 years, but some of it lasts, they say, like 10 years or so. I think Mountain House is at 50 years now. Is it up to 50 years now? <laughs> That's so. awesome. So those are some things to consider, and I was just talking to Chase before the podcast. We're, we're back restocked in uh, freeze-dried food and some of those types of things. Uh, first aid kits, it, you know, it's not a bad idea to have. Um, well, for example, it, we've, we feel like if we have a natural disaster and we have to hunker down in our homes for a while and we don't have anybody to help us, we know we're good because we've got our, our sleeping bags to stay warm. We've got our, um, you know, cold weather gear if we need it. We've got our food, we've got our stoves, we've got some extra fuel, we've got a water filter, we've got a way to boil water if we need to. So um, that's, you know, that gives us some peace of mind. And I know there's a lot of people that look at what's going on in the world and they laugh and there's other people that look at what's going on in the world and they it freaks them out. There's some peace of mind that comes from being prepared for some of those things, just having a little bit extra on hand. Now, um, my church leaders uh, for the church that I belong to, they've been telling us to get a year supply of, of food. I was, I was quite disappointed in all the LDS people who did not have <laughs> their their stock. Yeah. And then then and then had to run to the store and buy all the toilet paper. <laughs> right. I'm like you guys, you obviously were paying attention. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> you got to leave. You gotta, you're supposed to be prepared so the rest of us <laughs> have some to go <laughs> buy some stuff. Yeah. Right. No, it's true though. And, uh, but anyway, like you, like and I said, Mike, like, did you see your friends in the store and you're like, yeah, yeah, well, we yeah, couldn't, whoops. we, we couldn't make eye contact. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. We're just like, we're to wear oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the one time I was excited to wear a mask so that my neighbors didn't know that I wasn't now. Um, but anyway, so I've got a year's supply of food and that's just because, um, you have a year, how much is a year's supply of food? It's a lot. Yeah, so so in my cold storage that's underneath, it's in my basement. I put shelves up on on the walls and stuff, and they're pretty much full of food. I don't know if it's quite a year's supply. It's probably close. If if I were to tone down my normal eating... And lose lost a like little bit of weight. I think it'd be good. Dehydrated or is it no, like I have probably got peas. four. I've got too many peas, but um, <laughs> I've probably got four months worth in freeze dried food. Wow! And then probably six months worth canned in canned meat? stuff. Nope. Oh, man. Do, do you even have canned food? Or you don't have canned. No, food? we we have a lot of canned food. It's just you know I 
bought the stuff that we eat. <laughs> <laughs> so no peas and no I beets. Love canned beets. Uh, do you really? Yeah. Oh. Mm-mm. Okay, love I don't. My, um, my food storage, if it's if it's what we like, then it's just going to be full of apple jacks <laughs> and lucky charms. Yeah, we've got a lot of spaghetti sauce and spaghetti noodles and uh Yeah, but spaghetti sauce, how long does that? We got to eat that stuff. That won't last for too long, will it? Well, the stuff in the cans will last two or three years, yeah. but we rotate through it anyway cuz we eat spaghetti all the time and lasagna all the time. We we use that type of stuff a lot and um the noodles will last two or three years and we rotate through that stuff pretty well. Um we have a lot of, I mean, we, we've got chili, we've got soups, we've got lots of those types of things. we got fruit in can, like canned peaches, and um, got a lot of applesauce. Our kids love applesauce, so we do that. Um, so we just tried to buy the stuff that we know that we will eat so that we will rotate through it. Because a lot of people are like, yeah, I want to buy my emergency food and then just let it sit. And that's fine if you got the freeze-dried stuff because it can sit for a long time. But the other stuff you have to rotate through, otherwise it goes bad. And so we like we just buy the stuff that we know we'll eat so we can rotate through it. But anyway, in addition to that, though, we we got some a few, ex- well, not a few. We got a lot of extra butane canisters. I just bought a box. It was like 30 butane canisters or something, and I just used them for backpacking. But then paired with a backpacking stove or whatever, we can we can cook our food we can boil water if we need to i'd probably have about 30 butane canisters but they're, they're all like between half a, a quarter <laughs> yeah me too guilty yeah well, how do you what are we supposed to do how do you get rid of these things you, you gotta use, you them use them trips yeah because i don't want to take a quarter full one on a week-long trip right i'm carrying two canisters. No, what's the actual way to get throw them away oh. Well, yeah, you, you use them up so there's nothing left in them, and then you just take a nail and poke a hole in them, hammer and throw them in the garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the, yeah, so that's what I do because I've got a whole bunch. Yeah, I've probably got 20 mostly empty canisters as well, and I'll just use them for emergency stuff just in case. But um, some other things, though, to consider uh, make sure you've got a good headlamp with batteries um, in case power goes out make sure you've got I like to have some candles um, that'll last a long time and and so I can put a candle in my kids bedroom so they can see and it also helps to kind of warm things up if if the power goes out in the colder months um, so sets the mood if you get lonely yeah there you go yeah I like to make sure to have 25 candles friend spaced around my my uh, bedroom so that if the power <laughs> Never mind. You never know. You never know. You never know. There are more win- than one way to get warm. And get warm. <laughs> my, I go start lighting the candles. My wife's like, don't waste your time. <laughs> All right. That's yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things, though, that we that we carry at the shop that's, I think, a good thing to have. It's I think it's a, a good thing to have a, a down jacket. You'll wear it all the time during the winter. You wear it for just about everything. You'll use it for backpacking. You'll use it for skiing. You'll use it for around town during the winter. But also the other thing, too, is if the power goes out during the winter, um, it's nice to just have one of those lightweight warm jackets that you can um, you can have as kind of a backup. Um, the, uh, I'm trying to think what else. you got your sleeping bags and your uh, <coughs> cold weather apparel 
first aid kit I think I already mentioned um, it's good to have um, fire starter um, some of those types of things I don't know what am I missing oh. Wow, wow. No, caffeine, no. obviously. <laughs> We're missing caffeine. Yeah. Chase is just drinking entire Mountain Dew and it does nothing for him. That's, that's when there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I we just mentioned this because um, it's it's just it's good to have. It gives you peace of mind and then if you ever need it. Even if you even if you for example you just lose your job you got a little extra food to kind of get you through the hard times just in case so there's a lot of reasons that it's that it's smart to have those types of things used to be that our parents and grandparents did this stuff as just a normal way of life and we've all kind of gotten out of the habits because we've never needed that sort of thing well it just looks like the times are ahead that we may need that stuff so it's good to have and um, consider that and if you're looking for that those types of things um, the food the first aid kits the <clears throat> the outdoor gear to kind of help um, keep you safe and also to use in the outdoors check out gear30.com uh, g-e-a-r-t-h-i-r-t-y.com got a decent selection of that stuff and uh, and great prices and yeah there's that so anything else yeah no that's a good idea and, and we do have things that you can use for for safety and, and even in say you don't have a an entire uh, basement like you do uh, Greg but you can uh, put a little bag together of yeah. stuff in your car in case you need to if there's a natural disaster you need to, to, to hang out for a little while right yeah um, they call like bug out bug out bags or 72 hour kits or something yeah something that you've got yeah two or three days worth of food and and your supplies that you need just even if you're driving in the winter and you have car problems that might be the difference between uh it's very smart yeah Yeah. survival and not i mean especially in rural idaho montana oregon washington (laughs) in the winter (laughs) right yeah don't drive off road (laughs) so uh all right cool thanks for joining us for the podcast uh if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe and tell your friends and uh, also uh, leave us a friendly review. That helps other people find our podcast and so they can enjoy it and helps us out. And we do appreciate that. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero. Like us on Facebook. And like I mentioned, check out our website, gear30.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Woo-woo.